Hello, and welcome to the Ending Body Burnout Show. We are your hosts, Chris and Philly, co-founders of a multi-award winning functional medicine practice, serving busy people with energy, mood, and gut issues. While busyness, addictive doing, people-pleasing, and perfectionism might be the norm, it's not normal, and it's a major contributor to health issues. Our goal with this show is to give you a holistic root, root cause approach to healing your body so that you don't have to continue doctor or diet hopping or popping a gazillion supplements hoping something might stick. So get ready to heal your body, get your spark back, deeply connect with yourself and step into the life of your dreams. Let's Let's dive dive in. Alrighty, welcome everybody to this episode of the Ending Body Burnout Show. We have our lovely guest here today, Emma, and we're so grateful to have you, Emma, on our show. Um, Shall we dive into some questions, Phil? Yeah, so we find a lot of people who end up in the holistic wellness space have their own healing journey. So are you happy if we just dive straight into the deep end? And share, and sometimes people have body burnout stories like multiple. So you choose where you want to go and we will flow from there. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Philly. Thanks, Chris. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. And yes, it's funny that, you know, the question that people in the wellness industry often have burnout. And, you know, what's that saying? You, um, You often teach what you most need to embody. And I feel like that was potentially a little bit of my story. And, you know, when you said multiple, you know, thinking about the most recent was when I owned a yoga studio, (laughs) go Mm -hmm. figure. (laughs) So it is interesting that whole wellness thing and then fancy that a yoga studio owner, teacher uh, with with burnout, fancy that. So, you know, it was probably... um, you know, I opened a studio in 2019 on the Gold Coast. And of course, as we all know, the world went bananas in 2020. Mm. So I opened a studio, although I must say, um, you know, the Gold Coast and Queensland really did fare quite well during the whole COVID. You know, as we all know, I mean, certainly, you know, Melbourne took one for the team, didn't they, in Australia? That was, yeah, very harsh. But Queensland, we somewhat, you know, motored along quite nicely, although the Gold Coast didn't have the influx of the floating population of holiday people. However, my yoga studio still hummed along quite nicely. So I had Studio One in 2019 and I then decided 18 months into opening that studio that I would double the size of the studio. So I realised that yoga is a wonderful thing but Pilates and Reformer Pilates is even more wonderful to have alongside a yoga practice. So I decided and, and just, you know, a few things shifted with my husband and I in the sense of, I also am quite involved with his town planning business. We have a town planning business on the Gold Coast. We had the yoga studio. And then 
Yoga Studio One that I opened in 2019, I decided to double it as my as we purchased a property to move our town planning office in. So I moved out of one studio, doubled the size, bought reformers and bought on reformer teachers. So kind of reinvented the studio like studio 1.0, 1.1, whatever we want to call it. And then moved our town planning office into a property that we'd purchased and renovated it. So I had a renovation of a town planning office happening that we purchased, the renovation of the second studio and our youngest child going through year 11, then into year 12 in that time. So, you know, it was the perfect storm really, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, teaching around 12 classes a week, still doing all of the pays and the accounts for our town planning business, I had 10 teachers that worked for me and, um, you know, a child in the last year of his um, education. And, you know, so on a on a business and a physical realm, oh, my goodness, it was, you know, seven days a week nonstop with the renovations and business. But on a personal level, emotionally, which, you know, I came through was this shift of my relationship with our youngest child finishing school. And, you know, it was just very interesting how that played in emotionally, as well as the physical stuff, the emotions. So, you know, fast forward to Sunny, that's my youngest. And also I have asked permission of him to share this <laughs> today. So it's with Sunny's consent. And um, so Arrive Studios renovated the town planning office is renovated. This is the, you know, mid-2022, Sunny finishes school, end of 2022, and we booked a holiday to Noosa. And, you know, there's always a catalyst or a pivotal moment or a defining moment that you go, oh, wow, I've, I, I am done. So we got in the car and I looked at my husband and I couldn't, it was almost like I'd lost my voice. Um, I was just like, I was numb almost. I sat there and he goes, are you okay? Like, are you excited for this? And I said to him, I have got nothing. I've got nothing left. I've got nothing. Please do not ask anything of me on this week because I have nothing. Mm. So we get to Noosa and my husband's a very beautiful, gentle, gorgeous man and just gave me some space. And in that time during sitting by the beach in Noosa, I've always had a very strong morning practice, not quite as elaborate as Chris's. There is mm. there is a timing around mine, Chris, but however, so I do have a beautiful morning practice. And during those morning pages, you know, I wrote, I, I had to get really honest with myself. And because our youngest had finished school, and I and I kind of question, do I really want this? Do I, you know, it was then three and a half years of owning a yoga and then Pilates studio. Do I really want this? And and what is that, you know, and, and it felt at that point in time, you know, the words as I wrote on that page, it felt at that point in time that it was taking more than it gave. And that was kind of where I had arrived at. So in those pages, I wrote that I would love to pass on this beautiful studio that I'd built with these gorgeous teachers and this membership base. And then I was just like, oh, my gosh, I've climbed the mountain and now I've got nothing. Mm -hmm. So I um, wrote my morning pages and I said I'd really love to release the studio to the next beautiful owner and the 31st of March feels really good for me. And this was November 2022. So 
you know what I'm about to say, lo and behold, I handed the keys over to the new new owner on the 31st of March this year, 2023. That's cool. Super cool. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, look, I'm preaching to the converted here, aren't I? But it's, you know, that kind of power of do we want to say, I don't even like the word manifestation. Mm-hmm. I like to say make real, you yeah. know, power of making something real. Yeah. Yeah, it was, was, yeah, the journey. Yeah. And so that was March. And then March to now where we are, where we sit, it's been a few months of, yeah, getting Emma back. <laughs> like, mm. yeah, yeah. But I finally feel like, you know, I was reflecting, you know, before we'd had this chat and I thought, nah, she's back. I'm back now. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. But it's been, yeah, a few months. Yeah. That sounds a lot like Chris used to own a gym. Yeah. Before we, before COVID. <laughs> Um, and yeah, the amount of renos and changes, it's like, what did you get up to? Move strong point four point oh or something. 690. 690. <laughs> it is taxing having a brick and mortars health or wellness facility. It's, it's huge. It's huge. It's with, uh, with poor, poorly defined boundaries. Mm. It's, it's hard, like just to finish your sentence add a comma at the end of that. It's hard to have a brick and mortar health and wellness business with unhealthy and undefined boundaries and external validation, low priority and low valuing of self. Yeah. When, when you prioritize others over prioritizing self, um, it becomes easy to burn out. The, The conditions are perfect. What do you, like, if you think back with more wisdom and hindsight, the deepest, the deepest root cause, or we call it, what's the root root cause of the burnout in the first place? Because there was obviously a lot of stuff that you were managing and, you know, this moving beast and then family. Um, but what, what do you think was the driver of that? Gosh, yeah, you know, there's probably a few things that come to mind. It almost feels like, I mean, like you said, Chris, it's almost it well, yeah, it's like poor boundaries and almost really scattered energy. And this validation outside of yourself, like it's it's a little bit of the illusion that, you know, when I've got this and I've done that and this is here, I'm finally going to be a success. And I will, and and also that deep-seated belief that I don't give up mm. at all costs. Mm. I would rather drop than surrender, mm. which you know is is it's not great. It's not great, and and almost you know, I and my I adore my mother. However, I have my mother's voice in my head, and she was a business owner and a very successful business owner. But she was the kind that you would, and mum's style of business was. You get a business, you build it up, you absolutely flog yourself, then you sell it, then you get to have a break and then you go again. Mm. So, it, you know, it's just interesting even patterning and and what you know or or what you, I don't know, what how you've been raised. And I think I, you know, I look back and I think I totally did my mum. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, like I don't know if I answered that, but I guess, yeah. Yeah, patterning around business with my mom and just yeah, that at all cost. Yeah. 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 And, and and that's that's for better or for worse, that was the that was the gift that you were given from mum. Um and and the cards that you were dealt in the game 
can't have what you've not been given. That's what you got given. It's not your fault, but it's your responsibility to do something with it, right? Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, we see that a lot with with health and wellness industry peeps. <laughs> that this this such a gentle, awesome, giving, wanting to serve, this love for for others, this prioritization of others. Then you add in stories and meanings passed on from from parents and maybe even their parents. It's a, a collision course with burnout isn't it yeah 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 and and you know probably this need to and I'm gonna say it the word to prove yourself like look mum you know I'm doing it I'm you know pushing through like it's and not that you know my mother I mean I've got a very beautiful mother very well-meaning mother and that would not be the story but it's my interpretation right like Mm. yeah 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 Um, look at me mum I'm a real business owner see look at me Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. isn't it? When you reflect and go, ah, not that, yeah. And, you know, it, it's even been, you know, I talk to mum a bit now and I'll say things to her and she'll, it's almost like where something's got lost in translation. Like I made mm. it mean something, but it wasn't. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah. So over, so you yoga instructor, um, also coach. And you were very passionate about helping people develop self-love and self-awareness. Yeah. It's a, what, I, what did you say? What you need to learn or embody, we then take on it as our passion and purpose. We say um, your mess is your message. <laughs> Why do you think, because this, this lack of love, this of self, um, there aren't a lot of people that can like hand on heart say, I deeply love and respect myself. And also there's also quite a lack of, uh, quite a lack of awareness as well. And so we see this in our practice a lot and it's often a deeper root cause that leads to body burnout in the first place. So why do you think, why do you think that there's this, this generational, this even like cultural pattern where people have just disconnected with themselves, there isn't the love, there isn't the awareness. Yeah, it's it, There's so many probably answers to that, Philly, really, like, you know, oh, gosh, you know, so many answers to that question. But if I think about, you know, we just, I think, you know, no, I think I feel if I look at all the women I've worked with, there's this deep-rooted story that we're just not enough. Mm-hmm. And and you know I'm even going to speak for a woman being in a, being in a size 16 body and teaching yoga, and I even think about you know the journey to becoming a yoga teacher. You know when I first started to to want to become a yoga teacher, I thought I'm going to go on stage to be a teacher to to do this yoga practice because I loved yoga and had a love of the philosophy. But I'm not going to teach because who am I to teach? You know, who am I to stand in front of a class in a size 16 body? Like that's that's not what the what a yoga teacher looks like. And I think, you know, that is almost like the story of everyone else. It just sounds and looks different. Who am I to? Because I'm not this or that. Mm. So I think that that not enoughness comes from this story that whether we're not in the right body shape or the right height or the the right 
color or the right this or the right that. There's this deep-seated thing that we don't see ourselves as ever enough or good enough. So then we reject ourselves and we judge ourselves. Mm. You know, it's it's the illusion almost. And then now, you know, in this day and age with social media, I think that the environment is harsh, very harsh. So we're being pulled further away from ourselves, you know, further away mm. because we're exposed to so many things. Even just that example around yoga, you know, if you were to look at some yoga accounts, let's say, on um, social media, people would would think yoga is just not for me when it is actually for everybody. Mm. You know, it's for everybody. But if you were to follow some of these accounts, you just wouldn't. So then there's that whole not enoughness. And, and that's just one example. I mean, we could probably switch that out. So I guess, did I even answer the question? I'm not sure yeah. if I answered that question, yeah. but that's from my perspective yeah I, I we would agree to like the deeper root is the beliefs that you have about yourself and usually if your body or if your patterns or if your life is showing up dysfunctionally then there's usual dysfunctional beliefs underneath that actually always not usually always yeah I, that not enoughness shows up differently for for everybody um I, I'm noticing that you, you've mentioned two, I'm, I'm writing down in my little scribble pad, um, two, two that, that are really, they really resonate with me. This, this way of doing business that, that was instilled upon you by culture, like mum and, and things like that. Um, and so that led you to prove, defend, work, try, all that sort of stuff. But then also the, the aesthetic that uh, there's a way of doing business and then there's a way of looking like a yoga instructor um, in, in, in mind, in the mind, right? And then that can lead you to prove, defend, try, um, mm. all that sort of stuff. Mm. So- yeah, it's all the shoulds isn't it? The shoulds, I should be doing this and I should be showing up in that. And unless I'm that, I'm not going to. And, and that was even part of me becoming, even saying yes to be a yoga teacher. You know, the should is um, when I lose 10 kilos, then I can be a yoga teacher. I thought, well, what if I never lose 10 kilos? I'm never going to be a yoga teacher. So I thought, well, all of that should's out the window. I'm just going to go and do it. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, pushing past that, I guess. It's because all the shoulds and the coulds and yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, constant self yeah disapproval which I guess pushes people to the brink yeah Mm. so for people who are listening along and they're like this is hitting something or resonating what would you say is um I don't even want to use the word easy simple easy or first steps or just steps that people can do or be to connect back to themselves where would you where would you usually start? Even I'm I mean I'm gonna say yoga. I'm <laughs> gonna say yoga, but I'm gonna say a very, very restorative yoga class. And if I think about my path back to coming home again, even though I'm a yoga teacher, is restorative yoga, like mm-hmm. actually nervous system decompression, like completely letting that nervous system really find an equilibrium again because when you've got your foot on the gas all the time 
it's yeah you you're you're strung out you can't even think straight like you you're on this you know your foot's on the gas you're you're running at a pace and then you can't even slow down like it's almost like then it's really hard to slow down so i love a good yin yoga or restorative class just and and i'm going to be honest it when you are in that state where your foot's on the gas and your mind is racing it can actually be really confronting and extremely uncomfortable to be in a yoga class restorative where each posture is held for around five minutes and and sometimes the teacher's talking and sometimes the teacher's quiet. And I can remember even going to um, restorative yoga and feeling really irritated one class because the teacher talked too much. Next class, irritated because she didn't talk enough. You know <laughs> <laughs> and but really it wasn't about the teacher it was about me having to actually be with myself mm. and actually be alone with my thoughts as uncomfortable as that is it's then getting back to self and and being able to feel the emotions because that word that I used before when I got into the car with Brendan and I knew I was done numb you know I was completely numb and you know another measure for me too was my creativity had just left me. I was like, oh my goodness. So, so you know, and, and in business, we know that, you know, there's got to be that creativity part of um, marketing and, and, and campaigns and creativity in your yoga class, you know, as a teacher, how can I be creative and express here when I'm teaching? And I knew that that was another sign. So getting quiet in a yoga class or a really slow yoga class where there's a bit of movement because I also know that moving the energy is helpful too. So a bit of movement and a little bit of mindfulness. For me, yoga, but, I mean, it could be a walk, couldn't it? But for me it was it was still that yoga movement but at a very slower pace. Mm. Yeah. I found that was so true for me when I first started doing like the longer yoga poses or meditation. Oh, I, w- I would go so far as saying I used to hate it because <laughs> it did. It was like I couldn't get, I couldn't get into that like zone and then I'd get frustrated at myself that I wasn't and then I'd get frustrated at myself for getting frustrated with myself. So if other people are feeling like that because when people are in this state of body burnout, burning the candle at both in, ends, running perfectionism patterns, overdoing, and I know too, like um, like there's different practices that we do with clients and some of them really struggle to get into that state to do it. What do you, like, how do you break through that resistance? I think just short, you know, sh- the shorter the better almost. Mm. And, and, you know, the illusion that things have to take a long time. And, and like I say, like little hacks, I think are fabulous little short mindfulness hacks or or short little bursts because then you feel like you've had a win because there's nothing worse than thinking I'm going to meditate or I'm going to do some yoga and then feeling like you're just not good at it. And like you just said, Philly, judging yourself for not doing it. So I think the shorter the better in the beginning till you're ready. It's I guess it's it's building up that muscle, isn't it? It really is, but it's almost like the mindfulness or the meditation or the slowing down muscle. So short is good. And yeah. I'm talking like five, seven minutes, that short. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So talking about hacks, you have 
well, I think this is your term because I haven't heard it anywhere else. And now whenever I see it, I'm like, Emma, 21 <laughs> minutes of morning magic. So you've got a free Facebook for that, which I will put in the notes. Um, also, you're writing or you're about to publish a, a book or a handbook around that. Can you tell us a bit more about why it's important to create a beautiful morning routine? And also, I'm curious why 21 minutes? <laughs> yeah. So I I was actually leaving the yoga studio one morning and I was thinking about my own practice, how it had dropped off. Meanwhile, I've just taught a yoga class. But when you teach a yoga class, I give the example, teaching a yoga class is like being in the car, but you're driving. Mm. Whereas when you come to class, you're a passenger, like it's different. So when you're driving, you can't just be hanging out, cruising, looking out the window, feeling it. You know, you've got to be you're driving. So I was leaving, even though I think it was like, you know, my 12th class I'd taught that week. And I thought to myself, I'm really missing my own practice here. I don't know if I can afford myself this hour long practice or like some people, Chris, how long? But anyway, we won't pick on Chris. Yeah. Chris's morning routine well is done. sometimes like one, two, Turns three hours. Routine. I'm a special case. <laughs> no, you're a smart man, I say. <laughs> So I was leaving the studio and I thought to myself, surely I can hack this morning practice. So on the morning that I did, and I ran it by a few people, and I thought all it needs to be is seven minutes of yoga, seven minutes of meditation, and seven minutes, I call it flowetry because I'm a romantic, but it's really just journaling. But when I say flowetry, it's because I say don't let your pen come off the paper. Even if you're stuck, right, I'm stuck but don't take your pen off the paper, like make it like a free write. So then I thought, great, I'm, I'm going to start this 21 minutes of morning practice. And I ran it by a few friends. So I, you know, started the, the group and just said, oh, who would wants to practice with me? Because the other part of it is, is accountability and showing up. So I know that if you actually say I'm going to be there and if it's 21 minutes, I think that's achievable and it's doable. So then I started to create just pretty much because I thought the other thing is to anchor you in the practice for us just to rock up. It, it takes a lot of time to be, a, you know, a person that can just sit in silence without a mantra or a person that can just think of their own yoga postures or think of their own journal prompt. So I thought I'm just going to create a very simple theme for the morning. So it's our focus. And, and you know, for instance, a yoga post posture will complement whatever the theme is. You know, for instance, if it's around the heart, it'll be some heart openers, you know, whatever it is. And then we have a mantra which anchors because when the mind starts to wander, just a mantra to come back is, and it might just be simply, I am love. You know, so we sit there, the mind wanders, call it back, I am love. You know, every time the mind wanders in that seven minutes. And then the last part, the flow tree, there's just a guided prompt that will ask you a question. So it's pretty much seven minutes of very simple yoga, very gentle yoga. Seven minutes of meditation with an anchor mantra or statement, and then seven minutes of poetry. And in 21 minutes, it's done. And you know how quick it goes. And, and you know, often, often I'll get a message and someone will say, Oh, that was a powerful um, poetry prompt. When we finished, I continued writing. Mm. You know, and then other people say to me, That was really hard. I was stuck. But you know, mm. each day there's a different theme. And hence the book is 365 days of, you know, one of those each day. So, yeah, yeah, right. Sort of That's awesome. Yeah. So it's, and it, you know, and this is the thing, you know, I think overcomplicating things and personality type that I am, I want to have a win. 
I want to know that I've done it, that I have, you know, I've, I've did good today. I did my morning practice. Mm. And, you know, I often say it's the gift that keeps on giving, you know, when, and particularly because it's 6 a.m. in the morning. When you first get up, if you can kind of anchor that statement before, you know, your itty-bitty shitty committee gets up and has its coffee and tells you, you, you know, you, and the email start and the social media just to 21 minutes to yourself, you know, that's 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 a start, you know, and then, you know, the days that you can expand, great. But if you can just do 21 minutes, it's, yeah, it's it's just something for you. You know, it's, yeah. So that's how it was born. Just a little life hack for me when I had the studio. <laughs> Love it. I can feel Chris's that's creativity. Cool. Um, can you see? Ideas. Can like you his, feel like, it? Kind of like doing like, this jitter. He's like, oh, yeah, I love it. It's so good. I'm, I am in fantasy land right now. I'm I'm like. You need a mantra to bring podcast. Podcast. <laughs> okay. So I have intuitively picked up what you're putting down. Um, I think I do what you're doing. Uh, I'm I'm like the other person who does the extra bits um, as well. Like I'll go for a, uh, I call it's a ruck. Like I'll put a backpack on and go for a walk um, along the beach, up the bush, and then go for a swim. And then if I'm up for it, do a round two, read a book, uh, do some stuff. So I do, I, th- I, th- I see such power in what you've said, um, especially for for anyone who's living a busy life. 21 minutes, you got that. If you don't got that, well, that that sounds like it might be a problem then. Yeah. Like, yeah. How about you might fix that? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because it's exactly right. If you can't carve out 21 minutes, oh, I feel you. You know, yeah. there, there is, yeah, there is, there's a little bit of taking stock that needs to happen because 21 minutes is, you know, we could, we, Let's hope we can all afford ourselves 21 minutes. Mm. And, you know, even if let's say the scenario is that you have children and, and the timing's not right, get them to do it with you. Like it's, it, you know, we all practice together. That's that accountability thing. You know, if it, it doesn't have to be solo all the time, it can be collective. And there is power in the collective too. You know, there's something really beautiful about that too. Yeah. I remember when I was first really intentionally reprogramming deeper unconscious core beliefs. Okay, this was back when I hated doing this sort of stuff. Um, And my coach said six minutes, just six minutes in the morning. And there was kind of like a different thing that I did every minute. And I only did the six minutes once. And then every other time, 20, 30 minutes, it was just like, it was all I needed that small little hack, as you say, that small little like time frame for me to say, yes, I can commit to that. And then my body just followed. And then it ended up being like, whoa, that was 30 minutes today. Oh, wow. I'm getting good at this. And I was just enjoying it. Like rather than ticking it off as a to-do, I actually just immersed myself and became the practice. Yeah. And because you get the feeling, right? So once you get that feeling, that's what pulls you back. Because you go, oh, God, that feels good. I, I like that feeling. that Because that nervous system, you know, even, you know, often the 21 minutes we'll do a bit of breath work too, you know, just to drop that nervous system. And and you also the methodology, and even Chris has just attested to that, you know, I think movement is great first. Like, because if we're just to try and sit in meditation, mm-hmm. straight out of bed, sit in meditation, people get sleepy. I get sleepy. You can't be straight out of bed. A little bit of movement because it activates, you know, well, you know, yoga philosophy, your chakras, your energy systems. It just starts to get you firing. Then you're able to to sit then you're able to flow it out 
Mm. So I feel like the little bit of movement is fabulous before you sit. Mm. That's what in my experience, yeah. What about for people because we, I mean, clients, maybe listeners to chronic fatigue where it's where it's almost like I can't get up at six or or like sleep is actually more of a priority at the moment for healing as opposed to waking up 20 minutes earlier. Um, like do you do you find that this can be done at any time of the day to get the same results? Absolutely, yeah. And and I often say that to people because I agree, Philly. I would rather say sleep is priority over this, mm. without a doubt. This could be done at the back end of the day. Mm. You know, it could be done in the middle of the day. Like it doesn't have to be as soon as you get up. It is great if you can, but if you're at that stage where that's just not even doable and sleep, that extra bit of sleep is is more helpful, do it in any stage of the day. Like it, it doesn't really matter as long as your nervous system's getting and nervous system's getting a decompress, but also pen to paper, because we cannot write as fast as we can think and talk, it really gets you to slow down. So I like to say that's when your voice of wisdom can really start to speak to you because we can, and often a lot of us can type quicker than we can speak and think, but we can, often can't write as quick as we can think. So it's that slowing down too. And that's why, you know, a great question, what do we always say? A great question gets a really good answer. So even the questioning just starts to evoke those things because often that's what will happen too. You know, if you were to sit there and say um, journal, people go, oh, what do I journal about? What do I, know? what do I write about? So a question, and it can be just a really random question. It doesn't even need to be, you know, a deep question that's going to change your life it can be really simple question that just gets you in that flow and also that creativity again you know I think that's you know for me like I said was a sign that I was definitely burnt out when that creativity felt like it had left the building yeah and that wasn't fun yeah so even just that writing gets that flowing again Mm. you're like your voice is lulling me (laughs) I feel really relaxed when you talk. <laughs> sleepy on me, Philly. <laughs> no, I'm not getting sleepy. It's just, it's just, you have a very lovely, relaxing, calm vibe to you. And it's so nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So if our listeners want to connect with you and find out more about you, so in the show notes, we're definitely going to put in um, well, a link to your socials and all that sort of stuff, but also to the your Facebook group. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So anyone and everyone is welcome to join. So it purely is just a Facebook group that I go live every Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday morning at 6am and people come and join me live and I deliver the, I do the yoga with you. So seven minutes of yoga, then we sit and meditate. So I literally have my eyes closed in the mantra for seven minutes and then I'm writing with you. And then I seal the practice at the end and say, have a wonderful day, namaste. And then we go off and then usually everyone comments and says good morning or gives a little feedback, maybe what they did like or, or, you know, what they experienced. And then we go on our merry way. And then through the day, people will also pop in and do the practice later on in the day because exactly like you said, Philly, if sleep or, you know, other commitments have come up. So it's simply that. And, you know, some... Some of my um, 
people will watch the same one all week and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, there's fresh ones again. And I still post the Floetry prompt and the mantra every day. So even the day that I'm not live, I still post it. So you've got a fresh one there if you want to do it just alone. So it's, yeah, just a, um, accountability. We all gather together. And then, of course, the book will come out where it's the whole 365 days. When is that happening? So I I would love to say by December. Okay. However, however I just it just depends on I've got a lovely person formatting for me and a couple of other things happening. But um I've done my bit of it, which is wonderful. And and just like you, Philly, what an achievement to be mm. <laughs> finished. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the on the show today, Emma. It's been awesome hearing about your morning routine. I love it. I think it sounds amazing, and um, I'm I'm excited to to be able to have more conversations with you and, and in the future. And also, uh, if any of our lovely listeners would like to go, click the show notes to Emma's Facebook page join in her lovely community. But thanks everybody for listening. It's been awesome. Have the best day ever and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate you. If you'd like to give us extra smiles, drop us a review and spread the love by sharing this episode. You can also rate your own state of burnout and the root cause contributors by taking our Ending Body Burnout Assessment on our website. And if you're interested in learning about our group or one-on-one Ending Body Burnout programs, shoot us a DM via Instagram or Facebook. Have Have the the best best day day ever. ever. (laughs)